122. Yikes. There's significance to that number, right? I'm not like, sure. Mm, I feel like I've heard that. Well, number. let's find out. Is there any numerological significance to 122? <laughs> this is good podcasting right here. Number 122 is a compilation. Of the energies and qualities? Of the energies and qualities of number mm-hmm. one and two, two twos. <laughs> Well, thank you. Oh, really? Number one instills the attributes of creation and new beginnings, attainment and inspiration. Number two represents balance and harmony, duality, faith, devotion, insight, cooperation, adaptability, and diplomacy. I think those are actually sort of the watchwords of this podcast. Gotcha. I mean, how often, I would say every time we get together, we we, we put all of our hands in the center, and then we say, <laughs> harmony, duality, faith, devotion, insight, cooperation, adaptability, and diplomacy, and we break. Mm. That's like kind that. of a coincidence. Man. Anyway, you're listening to Movie Schmovie. Movie Schmovie. Epi, 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 epi. 122. 122. 122. Uh, <laughs> this, is gonna, this is our uh episode. Yeah. Uh, and it's getting cool outside. And I got to tell you, non-summer is a beast. Yeah, non-summer I love it. Non-summer is a beast. I love it. So nice. you're not thankful for the cold weather, or are you? Good I don't know, man. I, no, I'm thankful for the cold weather. You like the cold Bring weather? It. I love it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Let it's me put my easy. hoodie on. Let me. Easier to get chilly. warm than know. it is to get cool. You know what I mean? Like you Agreed. can bundle up and Agreed. take away layers. I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Everybody sure, doesn't sure. stink quite as much either. In the, I like it, but I always forget how much I appreciated. Being able to just go, like the fall. I don't like the hot yeah. weather, but I like the fall when you can just yeah. go outside and it feels sure. it feels the same outside as it sure. does inside kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, no, no. And then no. like t- today is the first cold day, really, that we've had. And it was the first day where I was like, oh, God damn, I'm going to have to start wearing more layers. I'm going to have to start thinking more about these things yeah. rather than just running out the door. So, yeah, I hate having to prepare and think, Ronald. Me too. Anyone who listens to this podcast can tell. <laughs> <laughs> our, our lack of preparedness. Hello. <laughs> that's ronald yes i'm steve i'm john yeah and we are thankful we are so thankful so the premise of this episode i don't i did you guys not do it before i came along or did we i don't yeah i think you introduced just, it. okay well just the idea of let's do a, let's do something that you know this comes out i believe the friday the day after thanksgiving mm-hmm. so people will be sitting there around the house or they'll be back from shopping, or they'll be hiding out around the house while their while their loved ones are going shopping. But whatever the case is, this is the time of year where it's good, it's important to not get swept up in the insanity and actually stop and think about what made your life a little bit easier this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I found that it was hard to think of things... Like, when I thought I was going to do all pop cultural stuff, I found I couldn't really be specific enough... Because there's just certain things that I liked from the... And then when I thought, well, I'm not going to do anything pop cultural, I found that that stuff starts to feel really uh, like self-serving and self-aggrandizing if you just talk about your own life. So hopefully I've hit a mixture. What, what was your approach towards, towards things you were thankful for? Well, I know you realized what we were doing for this episode just a few hours ago. Just a few hours ago. So, I mean... Did I'm you like, thankful did, for that because I can rely on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Did you> like, <laughs> what, it'd, be great, it'd be great if you wrote things like, my commuter mug, <laughs> my monitor at work... <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the comfortable chair. I sit, like, if it was all stuff. That, yeah. I'm thankful for John's power adapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super thankful because my computer was going to shit the bed, I guess. Was, I thought about everything that I, I, I don't know, things that make me happy. <laughs> but I also thought about, like, I was thinking about the whole thing. Is it going to be material things? Yeah. Is it going to be, I mean, I think it's a combination of both. 
Are we doing three each? What are we doing? I think we're doing three. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I've uh, yeah, I, 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 a combination of physical possessions, damn it, and then ideas, yeah. and then uh, yeah, maybe one sexual position, one sexual position, yeah, in particular, in particular, <laughs> right? That I'm very thankful and for, and it rhymes with froggy pile. <laughs> 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 anyway what about you steve uh i tried to kind of just pull I, I was trying to think of like the whole pop culture thing so i tried to pull in one thing from each of or the most common ways that i access or or, or, or get my pop culture fix mm-hmm. in whatever media outlet what you know different things like that i tried to stay away from i know that in the past like we've done things like really personal things mm-hmm. like you know Last year, Ron, I was talking a lot about like you know people and, and emotional things you, that that he was thankful for. I, I kind of was like trying to this year stick with a little more, I guess, in an attempt to turn people on to things that I think mm-hmm. are awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. like just that was my goal this year. So I, I think I have a couple things that I'm really fucking proud of, and uh, they're they're kind of things that came in my mind really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I tried to like reanalyze. I'm like, they're kind of simple, but I'm like, you know what though, like. I didn't have this coolness last year, so yeah. I'm gonna say this is this year's thankfulness. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start it if you guys don't mind. No, no problem. Because I, I this is start something it. that I've tried to I, I've I've um I feel like I've become a, a promoter for this thing in the past two weeks. All right. And it's a very recent thing, and it's a thing that I've only been aware of for two weeks, but it's something that I'm fucking addicted to, and that's a new podcast. And I will point out, last year, John, oh, you were thankful for podcasts. That was one it. of your picks. You're not yeah. about to say what I think you're yes, about Yes, I'm about to say... I think we all might consider <sighs> this. Jesus Christ. And I'm only going to say because I, I, I got to say... Because this is the one specific pop cultural thing that I actually thought about putting on my list. So this okay, is great. Okay, so good, good. So yeah. that we can all talk about this. And I'm only going to... And, and the reason I have to say it is because when you did podcasts last year, I was kind of like, I like podcasts. But I don't know that I'm like in on them all the, all the way. Yeah. I'm not all in. I do this podcast with my friends, mm-hmm. and I, there's a few that I go to, but I'm not all in. I don't know that I've been hooked by a podcast. Yeah, obviously outside the movie movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a podcast. Oh, we've called, got you right where we want. There's to. a pod. There's a podcast called Serial. It is um, something that I had been seeing on a couple websites like like a few weeks ago. Like it came out in October of this year, mm-hmm. so it's not even that old. It's literally when we're recording this episode, it's in its eighth episode, mm-hmm. and I was jonesing for this episode like yeah. I was addicted to crack. Same. And I don't know what that feels like, but I'm going to just say that because I feel like a lot of people say that when they're trying to explain that they're addicted to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was my this was my hook for podcasts, which is why I felt like I tied into your yeah, choice yeah. last year. Uh, it's a podcast. You guys can help me explain it. Um, it's a podcast that comes out every Thursday in the morning. If you haven't listened to it, that's how you can get access to it. Mm-hmm. It's in iTunes. It's on its own website. You can listen to it through SoundCloud. Um, it's a, it's, it's one of the most suspenseful. I don't even, I used the word captivating when I was talking to you guys about it over text message. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know that I've been as, as interested in something in any kind of media in the last year as I am in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the hook, is that with me, this is a series, um, I think it's a spinoff of This American Life, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the first episode was the one that was on This American right, Life. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that was the tie-in. It's basically talking about a, a, a murder that happened in Baltimore in 1999, the year I graduated high school, about 10 miles from where I went to high school. I remember, Yikes. I remember the murder, 
I remember hearing about it when I was in high school. It happened in the winter. And I don't remember much after the fact. I remember that the guy that went to jail was the ex-boyfriend of this girl. This yeah. girl got murdered. Her body was found down in the city in uh, in Lincoln Park. And the get, the guy went to jail. And like that's all I remember. You know, it was a craziness because it was high school seniors. I was a high school senior. There were people that came to light later on that like were people that I knew. Like one of the girls that's mentioned in the podcast is a girl I went to middle school with. Mm-hmm. And I knew. I wasn't really close with her, but I knew her name. And it's just crazy for me to revisit the idea. Did Did you do it, Steve? What? Did you? Not, did you? not while we're recording, okay. dude. Um, it's just been crazy for me to listen to this podcast because all Sarah, the host, is doing is episode by episode dissecting this whole case yeah from every side of the story yeah. she 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 has her own ideas and you can pick up on them at times but i feel like she's done a great job in objectively presenting things mm-hmm. Cons- Whether- especially considering the circumstances considering how crazy this is yeah. and how it points in one direction i think she's being as I- all right i think that she has a bias obviously the bias is what creates the investigation the sure. idea that like she hears about this crime it's not quite as clear cut as it was for other people to her right that bias creates the curiosity that also creates all a balance that she wants to find in it too like getting these perspectives like you're a sam throughout these other parties i was just gonna say that all right no also, I also creates say, the tension though between what she starts off thinking and then like you as especially as it goes on it's more and more of like a plot point yeah. that she's not like she, she doesn't have as much of an agenda as she seems to in the beginning yeah, exactly that that's what's you also know, really interesting which i think makes it refreshing because it's it would be i don't know i i think that you that what you said steve about attacking it from all sides i just wanted to get that in there that like i think it's interesting that she herself seems to be evolving as the yeah. show goes along and i don't know to this day i don't know if she starts off doing an episode, like if all the episodes have already been planned out, I or if she too. on a week-to-week basis is adapting to what she might do next week, you yeah. know? Right. Because oh. she does tease the next episode. And it seems like a show that might have a finite 12-episode, 20-episode run, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, like I don't know how long the story is supposed to go. I don't, yeah. I actually, I've stayed away from any facts or information that's come out about the case. Normally, I would be digging into Wikipedia or something. Yeah. I'd be digging into it's, the. It's but actually, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the the suspense of the way she's laying the story out. Couple couple things. Steve's enthusiasm about things that he likes is fucking infectious, <laughs> and it always gets me. Slash annoying. I'm sorry. No, no. you said no. it like three, four times. And I was like, I he can't fucking keep saying this and me not check it out because I trust your opinion. So when yeah. you you guys pitch something to me, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. I listen to. Six of the episodes in less than 24 hours. Right. You know what I mean? Like that sort of, that that speaks to it. And then I actually heard about the subreddit for the podcast before I actually heard about the podcast itself. And that's how I heard about how crazy it was. And distantly, we all know somebody that's related to mm-hmm. this situation, whether you know it or not, which is also really interesting. Yeah. My friend went to... My friend went to uh, Woodlawn when it happened. Right. And then people know people that know person. I kind of may know who Jay is. Really? Distantly. Wow. I, I don't know him personally. I'm mm-hmm. just saying like distantly there's something. Well, that's the backyard that it's in is that the fact we're that it's, close enough. Like yeah. we're mm-hmm. close enough in age and in school when we went to school. 
you, you, there's there's some kind of connection. Yeah. You know, like somebody and, knows somebody that knows somebody just that, because of where we are. And even knowing somebody that remembers it, I don't remember it. That that's what's interesting about it. I don't. I I was paying attention to the news. Mm-hmm. I did not know this happened. This has to be said, man. Giving life to this story is a pretty big thing. Giving life to these characters and not looking at them as like caricatures is is a real feat to me. Mm-hmm. Having had a vague picture of this story yeah. and having done no investigation on my own to to um to to like oh in between episodes figure out what's going on, I really have enjoyed the way that it's one of those things just like when you're watching a good thriller where there's a detail that stands out to you and then they're going to come back to it. Yeah. Or if a deta- if there's a hole that you think, well, wait, they never addressed this. They're going to address it. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like she's It'll very come. she's very uh, thorough in that sense. But at no point does it feel like it's all preordained. And like I said, like she has some plan and agenda. She feels it feels like she's willing to let any truth that she finds kind of work its way into the show, whether it supports what she may believe or not. And in fact, one of the episodes that comes along, I think the fifth or sixth one, she comes right out and talks about her misgivings about like she's beginning to to doubt certain things about oh, yeah. about the 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 gentleman's story um that early in the show you would have thought she was you know her goal is to exonerate him sure but now it doesn't it's not so clear yeah. i don't know I, I find that to be really interesting that it shifts another thing i thought was really cool was once she once she realized that it was a little bigger than her that she did what i don't think a lot of people would do and kind of handed the information that she collected to a party that can analyze this in a way that's a lot more effective. Well, to a group that actually works. To, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. Well, there's two things that are going on. The narrative that has to be told. The narrative. Right. And then informationally, can I get somebody to analyze this in a way that I can't analyze it? And she's right. smart enough to know that she can't dissect it the way that this group can mm-hmm. which i think is another thing that made it even more amazing do you know how many episodes it's supposed to be that, that that's what i was just saying i, I have no I idea how long it's supposed to run out, did you feel weird when she was like i'll explain that on another episode yeah. on episode eight, i was like oh how many episodes yeah. is it gonna be yeah oh I yeah she did say something there's something she'll come back to yeah she yeah because she, yeah, she like sees these other episodes like you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems to oh, break yeah. it down almost yeah. in a topic way. Like it's yeah. almost like if we're dealing with this phone call, we're dealing with this person's story. If we can deal with that in one episode, she seems yeah. to do that. So it seems to jump around on the timeline. But I like the way that it's you know like she'll reveal so, like for instance she started playing tapes of of uh, Adnan. Yeah, that's his name, yeah. right? Um, in that later she reveals a little bit more of his kind of combative nature or his defensiveness or him pausing at certain key points whereas early that's not done so in a way it's a little manipulative but it's just the way you would do it if you were telling this story, story in a yeah. show you would say wait a minute what about that and then you go back and you realize oh wait that character who seemed to be telling the truth before now we see that there's something kind of sketchy i mean you can look at his behavior on the phone as either an innocent person who has learned how to cope with the predicament that he's in. Because if he's innocent, he's been in jail for 15 years for something he didn't do. Yeah. If he's guilty, he's had 15 years to think about how to sound innocent. It's crazy. You they, know? It's yeah. crazy. They just revealed in the eighth episode something that maybe I missed. That that was like a huge thing that... All right. So, not a... I hope I'm not spoiling anything. Did you guys not know that he didn't go up to give his testimony? Yeah. Did you I think know that, that may have come out? Did that yeah. come out? They mentioned it. I but think. what the fuck? Like, wow! 
Why <laughs> would you not have... So perplexed right now. Why would you not have defended your life? What the fuck? Well, sometimes a lawyer tells you yeah. you'll do more harm than good if you get up on the right. stand. Because what you're afraid of is what questions they might ask you. If you don't yeah. go up there, oh, yeah. you don't have to worry. But you're, I'm, I'm, again, I'm with you. But there's, there's times where lawyers will say, even if you're innocent... And it's like you don't want to you don't want to mess up your own you don't want to mess up the case that your lawyer because what the lawyers are trying to do is present the jury. I mean, I'm explaining the legal system to you guys, <laughs> but I'm saying what they're trying to do is present a story and say what about this story? And the other side is trying to poke holes in that story. There's nothing that can mess up that story more maybe than you, than, than, than the off the cuff remarks yeah. of the person who's trying to clear their name. How did because you? Because you would be up there I've, trying you would be scrambling trying to clear your name, whereas you're really just supposed to answer the questions that are asked. You yeah. know, but from the, from all indications at the very least we can we can sense that he didn't have a great defense and she's yeah. she's been pretty insulting yeah. to that like the lawyer's now dead yeah and she left the profession and stuff so it's like there's nobody there to yeah the idea that she, yeah. they were even suggesting like that she threw the case almost yeah because, like she'd make more money on the appeal yeah that's crazy yeah. what did you think about the idea that like when they analyzed all the stuff she she basically presented this idea that like she threw the case she was a shitty possibly handling this very shittily and the analyst was like nah like this is pretty it's pretty good pretty good mm-hmm. case it's pretty good case yeah. and i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah she was so, almost becoming more skeptical yeah of her own ideas and then those God, other those, that law that legal team came in and basically said no this is something we would pursue now of course this is a group that tries to get convictions overturned yeah so of course they're going to be looking for this is something we can approach in a court of law but i got the sense that these people were saying no this is like it also like their alarms for something that seemed fishy were were going off like there's a reason why this trial went the way yeah just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about the way you watched it or the way you listened to the podcast um I, I I was leaving. You guys were passing it back and forth. It kind of like you, Steve. It had been on my radar. I'd heard people mm-hmm. talking about it, and it's when do you ever hear people talking about a podcast? That's week? it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have to check this out. It's crazy. And then you guys were raving about it, and I happened to be leaving on a road trip the next day, so I just downloaded them and queued them up. Yeah. I mean, I listened the, the first six hours of my road trip <laughs> last Friday or last Saturday were the first right. seven episodes of that show, <laughs> and I mean, it was. I've never enjoyed a road trip, a solo yeah. road trip more. It was like it was like someone said, "Oh, here's this season of The Wire you didn't know about, but For it's real. but it's all audio. Listen to it on the way down." I was captivated. Yeah, I could not wait. Like I, I never more. For some reason, my iPod uh, uh, podcast app does not play the next episode. Like, if you've got multiple Me podcasts, either. it won't play this, the next one. It goes I've, the one before. Yeah, no, it just it just mine pl- goes to the one before. Mine, mine. mine just plays when it ends. Oh, oh wow. but I f- I've never been more annoyed by that. As like, I just wanted it to play right through. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have to stop and pull up the next yeah. one. But it was really, yeah. I mean, it's one of those rare things. I think it is possible still to oversell it. That if someone were saying, "What makes this so groundbreaking?" and they listen to it, they might go, "Oh, it's just another crime story." But, but I think that the way it's done, you'd have to be a real, you'd have to be a real stick in the mud, yeah, not sure, to be yeah. kind of blown away by this. But if you yeah. don't like true crime, maybe it won't be such a revelation to you. But I'm a sucker for true crime. Oh, me too. Yeah. And, oh my God. and I'm a sucker I, for stories that that move on and show you more and more perspectives yeah. and cause you to question. And it is set up to make you want to go meet with your buddies and be like, well, let's go down to Leakin Park and see if we can figure this out, or let's yeah. let's oh see let's God. let's ask the people. We, you know, you so feel good. like you can figure it out. You feel like maybe I feel like I want to talk to Anon. Yeah, yeah. no, I want, I want to talk just to once. I want to talk to Anon too. Man, my, my maybe we can get Scoot McNary, <laughs> Keith David, and Adnan on. on Would the you show. watch a movie of this? 
If somebody, if I they guarantee make, you, it's gonna happen. It's gonna. It I promise to. you, this will happen. Um, I, I would my, love to see a documentary, a, yeah. a fictionalized movie. Oh. I would be. I don't know. I would be. I'd watch so, it. Some I'd, sort of. I'd something watch is it. gonna be on the screen yeah. about this if this continues on in terms of people yeah. talking about this. But they referred yeah. to this as the first season of this show. Yes, Do you yes. think it's going to God be it, another man. case next year? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Do you think it's gonna be the same same that. journalist? Uh, I believe it would probably be Sarah Koenig. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't know I how much it was her show and how much it's like it's an, a, this it. American Life offshoot that they might go with a different journalist or a different story or different. Something. And that might be the case. I mean, honestly, it seems like she's been working on it for a while. Yeah, exactly. I... Like I don't, I'm not super familiar with this American Life. I've heard a few episodes, and this is just my lack of podcast experience, which mm-hmm. is why it's so crazy. Oh, to I me. Love... And I have to say, like you know, this is this maybe has me in the game now. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe it will change. But I mean, you get the impression, yeah. And and also, uh, it makes me so interested because I mean, you know that there's been so much work done for this. You know, yeah. I mean, they reference like things back in like March and April, mm-hmm. you know, of this year, and like when they're going to visit Lincoln Park and when they're there. And they do a lot of when they're like driving the routes and everything. You, yeah, you get a a sense for the time of year it was. So like, I, I'm so anxious to find out. Like, what's the end game of this? Like, what, yeah. what? where are they going? Like, if they bring it up to this day, mm-hmm. if, if it's episode 12 or 15 or whatever it is, like, what is it? Is it really just information? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having issues here. Yeah. What, is what it is really it? just information <laughs> what's gathering the and pre- presenting it to me? Like, even Adnan asking her, like, what are you, what are you doing with yeah. this? Like, what are you, what are you? What I love your... what he said about, um, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I hurt, it hurt to hear him say it, but um, when he said, that if another person said that they didn't think he was guilty because he was a nice guy, yeah, oh, he yeah. was just gonna scream. Yeah, yeah. That, that he that wants makes, it he to said be. It makes me really want to kill myself. Make, yeah. He wants it to be that they look at the facts and say this guy wouldn't do it. Yeah, but he's like, it bothers him so much to say that, like, to to see that. And again, if you believe the guy or if you don't, it's a it's a pretty compelling thought to picture. Like, I'm sure you did the same thing I did. If I was accused of the of a murder, mm-hmm. how many people would go? Oh my God, I didn't know that John would do that. And how many people would go? John would not do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. And so I would hope that there would idea. be enough people in my life that would go. He wouldn't do that, and not go. I always wondered what the missing fact oh, about yeah. that guy was. But that's you, such but you a can cool picture thing. that people you know, that, like think of those people that might think well, you're a little bit of this or you're a little bit of that. Oh, totally. The only you know, and even the people closest to you might go. It all makes sense now. Yeah. You oh, know. Man, how, yeah. So I'm in a weird position listening to this podcast. My girlfriend practices law. Mm-hmm. So what happens a lot of the times is I'll talk, I'll speak to her from the emotional standpoint, mm-hmm. how you feel about it. And she's like, no, you have to strip it down to what it is, motive. Mm-hmm. None of that matters. None of what you think, what you're feeling, motive. Mm-hmm. Is it enough for you to form a motive? Does this person have motive enough to do this thing that they're accused of. I'm like, what? But what, also, that's what the about? thing that's not convincing in his case. Right. Because it doesn't exactly. seem like right. he was that distraught. But exactly. I, like, exactly. I believed him when he said he was hurt, but he was yeah. he was probably already seeing some, you know, in, in, yeah. moving on. And how crazy. Even if he was possessive, which, again, there is some allusion to the fact that he was troubled, but it just doesn't sound like he was... He's doing a great job of, of faking being more normal if he was really that obsessed with her you know how crazy is it that adnan to me isn't the star of this situation right now and it's jay oh yeah jay's jay. jay's position that's not an all... accident yeah i know man and it's killing well, me you can't... okay because adnan is a guy who was accused of something whether he did it or not yeah went to jail whether he did it or not 
Jay is someone who told this story that if it's not true, it's still the weirdest fucking story to tell because it implicates him. Yeah. Like, why would you tell a lie it's, that puts you in the, in the situation with the body? That's what makes Jay so... It's, it's maybe, a, and I haven't heard today, so I'm sure they get oh, into it. It's crazy. But, but I love that idea of just like, who is this guy? Is he, that, is he insane? Or is he... <sighs> Is he just is he covering for a third party? I mean, who is it? Like, man, what's I've going heard on here? I've heard lots of stories of confessions, and I've never heard. Who of, did it, Ronald? I don't know. I want to know. I've okay. never heard of a confession with this level of detail mm-hmm. for any part of it. And the fact that there's like parts that are coming back and yeah. reappearing and have have been dismissed. It and then what they said about the idea that like the police the police said that there's a the whole idea that she keeps hitting on and I don't know if you guys like are are like sticking to this as 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 much as I am but narrative the idea that the police have a narrative mm-hmm. the defendants there's a narrative mm-hmm. the defense has a narrative the fact that they're trying to create a story for you and and things could disappear and reappear or or never make trial oh yeah to create this narrative oh yeah is a strange thing, man. Yeah, that it's not about. I've never been more, in, and I've never been more interested in cell phone technology. Yeah, or yeah. cell phone, uh, whatever records. <sighs> never been. Yeah, but in court, what you're saying is so true. Is like they're not trying to tell the whole story. No, they're not trying to tell the whole truth. They're trying to. Here's a version. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and and anything that that contradicts this, or we don't want to Doesn't confuse matter. people's mind with it. And that's what I was saying about you. You would think you would be the best witness for your own case, but no, probably not, because you would want to say more than yes, I was there at that time. No, I was not there at that time. Mm. You'd want to say, look, you know, I wouldn't do this. But like, yeah, your lawyers and the opposite yeah. lawyers are they're, they're they're concocting, battling stories yeah. that no one necessarily has to believe they're true in order to go to battle with them you know that's the thing that's crazy the thing she did at the beginning when she asked all the teenagers to talk about what they did I was gonna say that you bastard and that and that mixed with everything that's happening yeah. now makes it so weird to listen to all these accounts of things mm-hmm. the that's, fact that the fact the that theme, one per, the fact that one person out of 20 people that they've spoken to has such a clear idea of what happened is ridiculous. Unless this person is like a, a savant, right? Well, what's interesting is that Jay's story and Adnan's story, they don't they don't really contradict that much. I mean, like, you know they... what I'm saying? It's like they, they, the timeline of what they've said kind of agrees in oh, this strange way. Right. Like, there's Ex- this strange way that, like, Adnan just... They, there's parts that line up. It's like he's just not there in his story... And he is there in Jay's story, but it's like the ability for Adnan's lack of information, which again, I don't, I find that, that, that is an interesting thing because it's such a sticking point for her that he doesn't remember. And I know what she's saying about if it was the day that you're, and it got a chill when she said the cops called you to ask you where your ex-girlfriend is. Yeah. Like that would make it a day that would stick out in your memory. I was like, you know, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. But it is true that if you think about a certain day, usually you have a big event then you can branch out from that big event. Like if I think of something that happened seven years ago, if I know it happened on this day, like a concert I went to, then I can remember, oh, that must have been November that we were in Philly. Oh, that, you know, then you can spread out from it. But like these, yeah. he's not, yeah. he doesn't do that at all. He doesn't seem to be, and is that because he's so honest he doesn't want to pretend to have details he doesn't? Or is it because he just knows he, that's his, that's his, uh, 
reasonable doubt is is not to not to fill your head with information that's going to you know oh uh, i think that i think that this is why i put it on my list the bi- yeah the, 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 i was kind of hoping we would do i this. love this conversation yeah, right now and, and, and i'm and thankful I, for this the biases <laughs> the biases that you create based on the type of people that you like or the type of people you dislike plays into all of this stuff like the fact that this person jay whoever he is as a person he has attributes that are very He's on the outside of everything. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that I think these people, both of these people on both spe- um the killer, the the person that the supposed killer, the person that was his supposed friend, their devotion to being a particular way about this murder makes it very hard for me to believe either one of them. And that's what the hardest part about listening to this podcast is, is these people are on different spectrums, but they're very, very, very adamant about being this way about about it. And Adnan is very, and Jay is very like, it's it's too neat. Mm-hmm. All of it is too neat. Re- regardless of how you feel about what these people did, something about the way that they're going about it is too, I mean, Jay. Or too messy. Or too messy. In oh terms my. of lack of like recall, you know, yeah. like you either have everything in a nice bow, or you're like, I don't, I don't remember. And yeah, I think no. that, right. I think there's so much help. Whoever, whoever it is, these people got somebody got a lot of help. There, 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 there. I think there's like four or five people, and maybe this will come to light. Mm-hmm. That have something to do with this situation God. because these people aren't that smart. Period. They aren't that smart. <laughs> they aren't that smart. When they when they drove the route, and initially were like, "Why the fuck?" No, yeah. No, no. When they first drove the route, and they got to like, I think when they went to Best Buy mm-hmm. in yeah. school, and they were like, initially like, "There's no way," and then they get there, like, actually, like this is this is this yeah, is, feasible. This is doable. Yeah. But then when they went to the second part of the story, and they start going mm-hmm. to the city and the Leaka Park and back to that girl's house and everything, and they're like. There's no way in hell this yeah. happened. You know, like, this so person, that's where you're getting back to, like, some of this works. Like, yeah. the stories aren't so different that it's impossible. But then some of the, oh, man. You had to have been in a, on a Tron motorcycle to do some, commit some of the crime. It was just. And I, it also, it's like, it seemed like they were leaving, like, three minutes for the murder or something in that. Even when they were yeah. saying it kind of worked. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe. But it's like, it seems to me that that would be. A person that has never done anything like that, doing this thing. Would it have have would it have been this clean cut? And then and then when she, when the, when her curiosity kind of builds, you can hear it in the her voice like escalates. Like yeah. well, I was wondering about Jay about this thing. I love that yeah. about. Her. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you grateful for? You know, I'm I'm gonna make this one fast. Um, just because you know, I would have talked about serial too myself. But I, as far as like specific pop cultural things, after this, it's going to get very navel gazy for me. I am afraid on this list. Mm. Um, but my, I'm excited about. I just was thinking about this. It's, it's second chances through television. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about another season of Twin Peaks in 2016 with David Lynch writing and directing it. What? I'm really excited about Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell doing a, hmm. a, a, a series for stars called Ash versus the Evil Dead. What? I'm really excited to hear that it's a half hour show. 
that just is not what I expected to hear at all. But the notion of Sam Raimi writing and directing more with that character, and they're doing 10, and they're half-hour episodes, and I think Sam Raimi's supposed to be directing the first and the last one, and it's going to be Bruce Campbell. I mean, it just, to me, it seems like they wouldn't do it if they didn't have a concept. Um, this is... And it feels somehow more exciting to me to think that it's going to be a show. The one indication I've gotten is that it might be like different wacky adventures in every episode. I don't know if it's going to be a serialized story or if it's going to be like Ash goes to this era. Ash goes to the... I just think that character is funny enough and I'm sort of glad they're not rebooting him into the Evil Dead remake. And I'm sort of glad they're not trying to make a film. It just feels like it's the right way to do it. It feels like a a television show. I, I mean, it could be schlocky and silly. But I'm just I'm just optimistic that that'll be a really entertaining thing. And then also, like I said, the fact that Twin Peaks is coming back, it's it's like David Lynch is just not the kind of director that I ever imagined would do something as crowd pleasing as going back to that material. Yeah. Because that show ended on a cliffhanger, and it was never ever clear whether he intended to come back, whether he wanted to come back for another season, or whether he just made it a crazy cliffhanger because that was like his experiment. But somewhere in the show, I forget which episode it was. Um, Laura Palmer, kind of her ghost in one of their kind of dream episodes, says to Agent Cooper that she'll be back in 25 years. And now it's 25 years later. And they're doing, I don't know if they always wanted to or if it was the co-creator of the show, Mark Frost, and was telling David Lynch, like, David, look, I know you you, you make David Lynch films. You're not interested in revisiting your legacy. But you have an opportunity to make something that people will love. This, mm. this is the conversation I imagined in my head of like, you can make, you know, go off and make your uh, whatever weirdness you want to make, but you, you know what I mean? And I wonder if yep. David Lynch, even being like an in it for himself type artist, realized, oh wait, I have an opportunity to do something that will, that is, that is like a gift to his audience, but also something that people would actually get excited about yeah. and go apeshit for. And totally. it was true that like the announcement went out, people were raving about it. Um, I didn't necessarily demand more Twin Peaks, but the fact that we're going to get more Twin Peaks with as much of the original cast as they can get with David Lynch writing and apparently directing all nine episodes that they're talking about doing, it just sounds like the kind of thing I would have I dreamed. I would have said, oh, it would be great if someone would do this, but they'd have to do it with David Lynch, and it needs to be a cable show. I mean, everything they're doing, you know, it's going to be on Showtime. It's going to be a finite number of episodes. Oh, wow. um, I, I, you know, I... I, I don't know what it's going to be like to see all those people 20, 25 years older than the last time we saw them, but I still feel like that's just, I'm so hopeful about that. And then when they announced the, the Evil Dead show, too, I was like, oh, I wondered how they were going to make good on their promises to do more with that character. And the idea of, a, of maybe a fast and kind of more comedically based show, it just feels like the right thing to do with that. So yes, second chances through television. I'm, I'm excited about this whole idea. Every, any project that I love that has been languishing forever now, I'm now saying, Let's just get a just get a cable show hmm. and finish that sucker up. So, mm-hmm. so second um, chances through TV. It's a really good one. Uh, fuck, mine isn't nearly as good. Uh, my fucking iPhone six, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, and I, and I know it hurts you to say that. Because it would hurt me to say that as as former fruit stand employees, yeah, yeah, it it's it's with a certain amount of pain that you say this is really changing yeah, my life that it, much. It really is <laughs> like I've loved my phones, man. I really have, but there's something about seeing this operating system on such a big screen and having it in my hand and like using it and the camera and the videos and I'm hooked. I'm hooked like I'm hooked like not in like a gimmicky way like I'm I'm gonna love this phone until I get another one like it's 
and to, like which was gonna be which I mean normally it's gonna be next year. I mean I might I might skip over this. No, this. you won't. Nah, no, nah, you won't. But I've been I really do love this. This is the best iteration of the the phone. I mean I didn't feel like that for everyone that came out. I didn't I did not feel like that about everyone that came out. But this one, it's gorgeous display. Feels good in your hand. It's thin. It's I fucking love this phone. So um. What is your? Are there any new apps, new features, anything like that 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 you don't think you were enjoying before, but that now you are? Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm super late on this, but RSS feeds. So what I have, I have this. Um, I know, man. Before people go crazy, I have this site called InnoReader. What does it stand for? Because uh, re- no. we always used to get asked that all the time. No, I'm sure. I have no idea. Renaissance, social <laughs> Renaissance. studies. A uh, rich site summary. Yep. That makes total sense. Okay, so I uh, I I follow a bunch of blogs and and like. Let me just real quick say I'm gonna just piggyback on you because one of my thankful things is Feedly. So right. So it's, I'll just I'll just tag team this one with you. So I have a, mm-hmm. I have one called be my next one. In a reader, which is web based and an app. So once I add things to the website, it also adds it to my phone. Having. Uh, abbreviated version of all of my favorite sites, all of the movie releases, like if, if a movie leaks, if a Blu-ray rip leaks, if I to have all that stuff at in the palm of my hands, uh, BBC News, to, to have all these things in one place and have them be full versions of the sites, you know, just with the posts, like, sometimes I don't want to press, press this to read more. I want to see it all in one comprehensive sort of feed and mm-hmm. having it on my phone is i love my iphone 6 man i'll, I'll right. just like i said i'll, I'll add to the right, one, one of my choices was going to be i guess maybe not as as broad as rss feeds but um the feedly application so my heart broke in 2013 when Google Reader was going away. Oh yeah, you were. So that that was like hurt. my my I'm a huge fan of RSS feeds in terms of efficiency. I don't think there's a better way to get news. Me either. You can consume it from every different angle you can and all these different types of technology and social media that we have now. Um, but nothing has been as ex- as exciting to me and successful to me as using RSS feeds, but Feedly came to save the day for me when Google Reader went away last year and this year uh, I would say very similarly to Ronald and one of the features that he loves about his new iPhone 6, uh, RSS feeds are a godsend. Yeah. I can tell you that I get, I probably have over 150 different sites feeding into my Oh, wow. And, and to be able to categorize it mm-hmm. and to be able to favorite them, to be able to send them to my Evernote or to my whatever the fuck I want to send them yeah. to is just the most convenient thing to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like being somebody that's very active on social media who loves just knowing about everything I can know about in terms of movies, music, technology, mm-hmm. life hacks, shit from my house, <laughs> art and design. You know, like I have... All, these are all categories that I have in my Feedly application. Um, it is not something that I can recommend enough to anybody that wants to consolidate and really, truly get a nice feed of your news on a daily basis. It's the techie part of my choices. Yeah, I have a podcast audio option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a tech option for news, um, and this is it. I mean, like I use Feedly for my RSS feed management. It's a web-based app, and it's also um, an app on your phone or Android, whatever. 
Um, you can use Google authentication to get into it. You can use Facebook authentication. You can make a standalone account. You can subscribe to feeds right when you're on the website if you have an extension installed in your browser. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is technology working to make your life easier and in a very simple, easy way. You want news? Easy way to get it. And on my phone, I, you use in your reader, you said? Uh, yeah. And I, I use I use Reader. Just the app is called Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. Okay, gotcha. Um, which I, I love. Um, but yeah, so to save time for this episode, <laughs> I will I will make mine brief and say, um, with Ronald, RSS feeds. So good. I I don't know why I didn't I I didn't get onto that before. I mean, I don't follow that many right now, but I I you can will. see with with you will the way that well this website kind of. Oh, I'll just show you. I, I mean, I have a couple of things here, but I'll, I'll like go to it and let me see, for example. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Go to my my yeah. show releases. Yeah. I, I just like having it all in one place. Yeah. I don't know. It's, no, it's 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 super great. easy. It's but the fact that it has like website integration, I can look at it at work, add some stuff, favorite some stuff, then go home. I'm and it's on my phone. I don't know. I I love that shit. No, it's good. It's good. Just condensing information. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's like it's just injected into me. Yeah. Like, let me just have it. Shoot it's, it's it the mindset. Arms, well, I think the one thing that we've sort of all figured out is that culturally, this whole idea of like a feed, we kind of like it. I mean, like the Facebook feed or whatever. And I feel oh, like yeah. what you're talking about managing the different RSS feeds so that you can kind of see them collated like that. It feels to me like it would, yeah, like that idea of get up in the morning, browse, see what's there. It, it yeah, it's my newspaper. You know, if if you want to say it, it's in my, in my hand instead of going to three different apps or five different sites or 20 different pages. Mm-hmm. I hit one app yeah. and it's like much like Ronald just showed us here visually like I just have folders, you know. Mm-hmm. And in those folders there's at least a dozen sites each. Oh wow. You know, and it just all scrapes those sites. It shows mm-hmm. me all the articles. I can just flip through, you know, ones I don't care to read, done. You know, mark them as read. What, you know, however you'd like to use it, but over the years, I've gotten much better at using them, and it's just like amazing to be able to like I hear about everything I want to hear about because mm-hmm. I can manage it so quickly in that. Yeah, you know, it's cool stuff, man. But yeah, so I'll, I'm I'm it's good stuff. What well, you got, John? Well, it's sort of a life lesson that I I've realized again and again. I'm putting into practice, mm-hmm. and it really does make life easier. I don't know if I would call it patience or if I would call it maturity. Or if I would call it staying flexible, or is if it... I would just call it keeping your mouth shut in certain situations. <laughs> but I have repeatedly, I would say it didn't start on January 1st, but I would say in the last year or so, I've found myself having that conversation in my head before I have it with a person mm. and never needing to have it with the person. And then days, weeks go by and you didn't reveal to that person that you that you had little hurt feelings about something. So they're not now thinking of you as a little hothouse flower who needs to be handled with kid gloves. It begets, you know, life goes on and you never tipped your hand. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Th- times where you think, where you're composing, you're driving home and you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to tell them this, you know, I'm going to say this to them. And then if you can make yourself go, wait a minute, what's going to happen if I do that? Well, then they're going to defend themselves, and then I'm going to back down, and then we're going to apologize, and then we're going to be doing this thing, or then we're going to work together, or then everyone's going to listen to me, but then the next time I complain, they're going to be like, here's Mr. Complainer. Yeah. But if you keep it to yourself, you've kept your secret. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that you had a bitch fit 
You know what I mean? Nobody knows that you, you that you that you cried on the inside. It's it's um I mean frankly earlier this year we were we were in a state of flux trying to figure out how we could fit this podcast into our lives. Yeah. And if that was uh, a sad that was a weird but, sad But energy. I mean a knee jerk reaction yeah. on anybody's part might have led us to say let's just keep it simple. Let's just call it quits, uh, you know? Right. Yeah. But we didn't because we had polite little conversations and we didn't know there was no attack yeah. there was no let's right. clear the air about this or that it was like what are we going to do if we're going to do this we need a plan make sure it's there's something in it for everybody yeah. and you can't just because you have a smart opinion or you know something or you can kind of smell something coming on the wind that does not mean like you you can't change people's minds by hitting them with rocks you know yeah. what i mean um, and I'm not saying I used to think you could, but I used to be much more ready for an argument sure. than I am. And again, I don't know what's happened. If like That's why I said I don't yeah. know what it is, whether it's maturity or age or whatever. I, picking your battles, keeping your mouth shut, all these things go towards this one. I think the street term is called check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you know what, Steve? I think so, too. This year, I'm very thankful that I have learned yeah. at least to be better than I used to be. I would agree <laughs> with that, checking man. myself yeah. before wrecking no, myself. It, that's valid. That's a, great, that's a great thing to be aware of and to be... Yeah, it doesn't. At. <laughs> it doesn't make you. Because what's in it for other people? If yeah. all you're doing is is harping on them and telling them what you're thinking, and because you may never know if you're the type of person that steamrolls people, you may never know what would have happened if you weren't the type of person that steamrolls people. Yeah. But other people will be beginning to develop certain ideas about being away from that kind of energy. You know, I don't know. I find it to be so. If, yeah, a lesson in life. It's Maybe it's just one. the fact that lessons can be learned. And I'm, I can actually make something actionable and move forward. That's that to me. Like I'm so cynical. I, I typically think people don't change. People don't learn. Yeah. But you know, there's a oh. little bit of there's a little ray of sunshine poking through those clouds. <laughs> I can attest to that. I was when I was younger, I was a lot more like hands on, like a lot more aggressive about stuff. I used to like physically hit people sometimes when I didn't like. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't going my way. Mm-hmm punch this dude you know what i mean like <laughs> that used to be my life to 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 get away from that and use my words or not you know like mm-hmm. just kind of keep it all in and let it resolve itself i don't know man it doesn't mean that. keep it to yourself if it's killing you yeah, it just means yeah. realize oh i do need to talk about this because it's good like it's going to hurt this friendship if I don't tell this person how I feel because yeah. I feel like I've taken something that they don't know. But sometimes it's like, wait, no, it's only going to infest this friendship with this weird energy yeah. Yeah. if I do get in the habit of saying, well, you know what you did today that pissed me off? Because we've all yeah. had friends like that. and We've all been maybe both people in that situation. And nobody yeah. wants to be called to account by a peer unless there's a real reason for it. Yeah, you know? it can't be every little thing. Right. I can't. I can't. It wouldn't be. Yeah. So who yeah. asked you? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a good one. That's a really good well, one. Well, right now, though, I am asking you. What's, what's the next thing that you're thinking? Um, uh, stand-up. Stand-up has become something really uh, interesting. It's uh, it, I'm, I'm really vulnerable in this situation mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm new. I don't, I've done, been doing it for like a year and a half, and I had a shitty night the other night. Like, I had a, ter- like, a terrible night. Um, didn't do very well, and I, I was outside talking to my cousin who didn't do well, and and we had this conversation. It was just like I had a shitty night. You had a shitty night. It's gonna happen sometimes. You gotta you gotta just pick yourself up, and getting outside of your level of comfort and talking about things that you normally don't talk about. I mean, I'm I don't really do a lot of personal stuff in stand up. But it's become really like a like therapy for me, and I'm 
and it's making me social and i didn't think i'd be social in this way yeah it's kind of like dancing like i never thought i'd like it's it's <laughs> like i don't like dancing this is the equivalent of me dancing this is the equivalent of me going out in the middle of the stage and having a light beamed on me and just dancing for like five minutes and then finishing and being like, all right, I just fucking embarrassed myself for five minutes, but I'm not dead. Uh, it's not over. My life isn't over. I fucked up a little bit. I stuttered a little bit. I tripped a little bit. It's such a weird learning experience. And I'm around people that I would never be around mm -hmm. ever in my life, man. Like, I'm dealing with assholes. I'm dealing with assholes. It's something that I have a certain type of asshole, like a high school level asshole that you kind of have to like, you see them, you're like, all right. 10 years ago, I probably would have tried to kick you in the balls for being a dickhead, but I, I won't. I, you now I got jokes. With, I got <laughs> jokes about this. I can take this energy that this person had, this promoter that is a shitty person, turn it into something positive. Take that anxiety and... I never thought I'd ever be doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you've evolved to this point. You've been doing it how long now? About a year and a About half. About a year and a half. So it's like it went from you kind of just getting up the, the guts to do it to that being the point. Yeah. And I remember when I would ask you how it was going, you'd be like, got another one on yeah, <laughs> trying again like on Tuesday. Death. And then it got to a point where it was like pretty good. And then it got to the point where it's like, I'm having fun with this. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like it's amazing that like you you can do something like that once and then go, well, I did it. Or you can like do it and say, well, now I'm in it. And like you've been in it yeah, for a year, over a year now. You know, of course it would evolve, but it, it seems like so often that's what people talk about is that you have to learn how to take your lumps. Like when I hear yeah. stand-up comics talk, they seem, they seem to be saying that that's the hardest part is just getting to that point that you're talking about where you can have a good show or a bad show, but you sort of go, that's it. Like you're not yeah. that precious about what it's, happened it's on the show. Weird. And the truth is too, you can have a bad show and people aren't like chasing you with torches yeah. right? which is something it's i think strange. that even as a musician i had to get over that idea that like if you mess up people aren't going to be like breaking bottles on tables and trying to gouge your face out with it it's like no people just sort of ignore you if you're bad yeah. i guess with comedians they think they're supposed to join in it's strange man. but even that's got to be its own fun little weird experience like even it if is. you have a terrible set surely at least your buddies in the back of the room are are, are commiserating with you or, or heckling or something you know there's it's some weird. there's a community that you're part of is, my, is. what i'm saying it is it's a thing that petrifies me every time like i've done over 50 shows i mean and just started headlining and it's still to this day now feels like the first time that i did it and i'm all right with it i'm all right with it feeling like i have to shit every time that i do it and yeah it's weird no, but I, th I don't think that feeling goes away. No, I think what, and it what, shouldn't. What, what, what changes is that you now have a way of knowing that nothing, you know, that you'll be all right. Yeah, it's not so much that the shows are always going to be great because you can be, you can have like, you can be a successful national touring act and get to some town where they don't like your your yeah. shit and 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 suck, you know. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, that ability to just kind of keep rolling and to know that no one is really judging you that hard. And if they do, they're not really, they don't really get what, what it's all about. Because yeah. being a comedian is not about being perfect up there. It's about like being honest up there in most cases. So it's like... Making people comfortable within the first couple seconds is like one of the weirdest things. Like mm -hmm. you have to assure them that you aren't going to steer them wrong. And then... And then you have to at least keep them a little bit afraid that you might steer them slightly wrong. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no... You know yeah. what I mean? There's no surprise. There has to but, be some danger in it. Yeah. But... 
So yeah, stand up. That's cool. Well, I've, I've been kind of admiring from afar just how well you've stuck with it. You know, and it seems like come. the fact that you're headlining now. You know what happens, Ronald? And this is honestly true. Every time I see that you're playing a show, I'm like, I'm going to that one. There's <laughs> something that comes up that's like, well, not this week, but it's gotten to the point where literally like eight weeks in a row now yeah. I wanted to come. So well, I, I okay. do support you. So Steve, Steve came to a show that I used to. So something is something is about to happen with my cousin and I. We're doing a new version, like at another place that's not shitty. And we're gonna do something that's a little more dynamic, kind of like a like a late night show sort right. of feel mm-hmm. with stand up, because Baltimore comedy is amazing and it's and it's going comedy in general is something's happening, mm-hmm. and to 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 be a part of it is a pretty magical thing. But a lot of these shows are kind of conducted the same way. It's like the next person up, mm-hmm. the next person up, and we're we're gonna try to change that and make it really fun. And and the fact that I'm comfortable enough at this point, not in necessarily the stand-up, but in the idea of creating something in front of people yeah. that I want to do something different is something that I, I, I've always dreamt about. So you this will be good. You mm-hmm. should definitely come to this once it starts. Sure. Uh, January or so. so. Mm-hmm. Stand-up, man. That's my... All right, Steve. I I want to just say something real quick, um, just to kind of. I was looking at this article that just popped up in my RSS in feed, feed about the Serial podcast. Oh, they said that actually it's going to be twelve episodes. Oh, okay. it's twelve. It's twelve episodes, and just for perspective on how big this show has become, there, there there's a report that Apple released that it's the most popular podcast in the world. In right the now, world, right now. It's like a joke we make about podcasts that they're worldwide just because anyone yeah. can download them. Yeah. But the no- the notion that you know iTunes would be in a position to to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the most popular one how in the world? You, how do you yeah. feel about the website posting the picture before the podcast comes out? I'm okay with that. I, like I love it. Hobby. I love it, but I'm also like, what is this episode going to be? About? It's, it's, it's quickly become the most popular podcast in the world, according to Apple, and it's the fastest to reach five million downloads and streams in iTunes history. Wow! wow. It's the top podcast in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and Australia, and the top ten in Germany, South Africa. So the eighth wow. one just just Crazy. came out today. today so yeah. when this when this episode that we're actually recording right, it'll be the tenth that will have just come out. Uh, that week there's no episode. Okay. Thanksgiving week there's no episode. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So if you're listening to this, we're giving you a chance to. You've got a whole week to catch up with all nine episodes. <laughs> and at you'll want to catch up before yeah, okay. the. Uh, you'll want to. So catch I just wanted, up. No, I was right. looking that up. Like yeah. I got a little pop up. Literally as I just talked about fees, it was referring to my number one pick. You got oh, a little pop up. You mean you got an erection? Yeah. 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 Right. Can see it. <laughs> so my last pick is um I'm gonna circle back around to one of the most important things to me one of the things i'm most interested in the reason that we do this podcast and and it's it's a it's a it's an experience it's movies it's mm-hmm. it's something about movies to me and it was something that was um that happened this year in the movies in a movie theater mm-hmm. to me um that hasn't i really i really c- could not recall the last time i felt this way mm. and it's not that it's like the greatest movie ever made it's not that it's like uh, it may it may be my favorite movie of the year. It may be one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm-hmm. But it was something that made me feel like a kid again. Mm-hmm. And I am so fucking nostalgic. I'm so sappy. 
I'm so emotional, <laughs> and I, I wear it on my sleeve, and we've talked about it many a times mm-hmm. on this podcast, and we talked about it on the episode of this podcast where we talked about this movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man. <laughs> and the experience is something that I really, truly, and it's like kind of makes me a little emotional talking about it, but yeah. it, I truly haven't felt that way in a long time. Yeah. yeah because we talked about, like, you know, like Indiana, that, that Indiana Jones vibe, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing that was so special to me was that I'm not familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I'm not the most experienced comic book guy in this room. I'm mm-hmm. the least, yeah. you know? Like, I, I, have an expo- I have an exposure to them. I have an understanding of who the characters are. Nothing about this movie, okay? The, what interested me about this movie was it was a Marvel property, right. and I'm yeah. sold. And then the cast comes along, and I'm sold. And the buzz is building. I'm getting more excited. Mm-hmm. Much like I felt like I wasn't ahead of this movie, like I am about most movies in terms of my want to see it. I, I obviously wanted to see it for the reasons that I just stated. Right, right. But I was not like the guy that was like this was my number. This was not my movie of the mm-hmm. summer. You know, when we did yeah. our previews. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the movie that I picked for each month that month. You know, mm-hmm. it was a movie that I knew I wanted to see. But what it was movie like, did you pick for August? Oh. God, you know what? I should have looked that up. I don't know. <laughs> no, that might be funny. Yeah, it might be August. good. But... I'll, I'll, I'll figure <laughs> that out. But, you know, it's, it's just some, something lined up for me with this movie where, like, I wanted to see it. I was excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Much like I felt like I was always as a kid, you know? It's like you knew about it, but I didn't know too much about it. Mm. And I knew that it was, like, interesting to me, but I didn't know how much it would interest me. Right. I don't know, you know... I know exactly what you're saying. Ex- it, it, to explain that in any in any way... It's I could, like you, you experienced it as a moviegoer and a fan as opposed to as this like over-informed exactly. consumer f- exactly. for whom it's like, well, if it's really good, then it will have just not failed my expectation. Yeah. It's like you were sitting down to, to be transported and you didn't know what to expect. Right. And even as someone who knew the comics, I'll say... The, this this the way this that that movie was put together was still not I mean like there was no storyline there was not outside of Rocket Raccoon there wasn't even really a character that I was that familiar with so right. I I I mean I'm nodding at everything you're saying because that really was that that like a kid again is a huge part of why I like unreservedly love that movie <laughs> and that and that and that's what that's actually what I wanted to call it was yeah. feeling like a kid again yeah sure in, in movies I'm thankful for that mm. this year because like it hasn't happened in a long time you know mm-hmm. and. As much as I can say I love all kinds of movies this year, and whether this ends up being my, you know, favorite movie of the year, my number one movie, I don't know, maybe. But I have to I, it, right now. It's on the front of my list just it, because it, I have to be honest. But I don't know. It's like it's, it's it, weird to have a movie same, like that same. be so a- absolutely fucking like much I, a front I, runner. I couldn't just I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, and it's just it's. I don't know, man. I I, I just. <clears throat> There was something that I had completely forgot about, and that's that's just exposure, that's saturation, that's being jaded. I don't know what it is, but you know, I love movies, and I can mm-hmm. go to so many movies with you guys, and we all come out of there, and we're like, oh, that movie, that was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the feel, mm-hmm. the love for that moment and that experience yeah. in a movie theater... God, it's been long since I felt that way. I remember yeah. our texts that were going back and forth too. We just were saying like one nice thing about the movie, and then everyone else would say, "Agreed." And yeah, then, yeah. Like, yeah. it was like, yes. "What else do you want to say?" I mean, like it's just beyond how great the movie was, which is I think that's where I'm trying to separate. No, this I know what you're choice. saying because we've talked Guardians about Guardians of the Galaxy is great. We did an episode on it. Like mm-hmm. it's, we love the movie. It might be our, one of our favorites. Got it. Mm-hmm. But something that allowed me to connect with that movie, the pr- the, the the ramp to it, the ramp up to it, seeing it. See it in a packed theater. The audiences play off the film. Mm-hmm. You know the the characters in the movie. Obviously, talking to the quality of the film, talking to me. 
just everything lined up. Yeah. And it just and it just was absolutely magical. And to talk to you about like Henry watching the movie. Oh yeah. That makes me sad. You know, that makes me emotional just talking about like a kid who I love your kid and he's an amazing kid and like that to to talk to Henry about Guardians of the Galaxy and like to see him be Star Lord for Halloween, all the mm-hmm. pictures you posted. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. me dressing up as Indiana Jones as I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever movie you want to pick as your benchmark. But like to being an adult and and to see a kid like you know, your son, like somebody I'm familiar with, I see regularly and you just as excited as oh, I yeah. am, the parallel there, and to see it happening on that many levels, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, I, well, absolutely I, absurd to me. I mean, the, when Nikki and I uh, saw it with, we, you know, when my my family, my yeah. wife and son and I saw yeah. it together, it was like one of those things where, oh wow, we all were like. It's rare that the three of us are all coming out of a movie going like, I liked it when da-da-da-da. Oh, my favorite part was this. It's like, yeah. we, we do frequently like movies. We take Henry to see movies all the time that Nikki and I will say, well, that was really cute. We really liked that. But yeah. what you're talking about is like, you lose your composure almost. Yes. You become this person who's just like a pleasure receptor yes. or something. Yeah, yes. no, it's it's very yeah. true. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And... Um, no, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I just... that That's like my movie slash emotional one is that... To feel like a kid again at a movie is mm-hmm. something you almost feel like you you you. Well, I almost felt like it was a non-thought, which makes me realize that I forgot about it. Yeah, and that's something I never really ever wanted to do. And you know, it's like to see a movie like that and feel that in the theater. And uh, it was yeah. So well, thank like, you, Guardians of the Galaxy, for letting me feel like a kid again. It's like yeah, when you're man. used to a certain thing. And then you have the thing that's actually the thing that you thought you were getting. Yes. You know what I mean? It'd yes. be like, oh, it's, it's it, I mean, I guess the example I could think of would be like the difference between listening to, like, oh, I listen to the Beatles. I love the Beatles, but I don't need to listen to them anymore because I've listened to those records so much. Sure. So I'm going to listen to some bands that sound like the Beatles. I'm going to go to the recommended if you like. And then you listen to that stuff and you'll be like, wow, this is really good. This is just like the Beatles. Yep. But you get further and further away from the thing that you love. You might forget, and then you go back to that thing, and you put it on, and you feel that feel. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's almost like the way that you could forget what your what your uh, girlfriend's voice sounds like when you haven't talked to her in a couple yeah. of days, and then you hear it again, or, or something Dude. weird like that. It's like you, you feel this thing, and you go, "Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was that for me too." It's like, okay, I thought I was having fun at the movies, but now I That's remember what, what it it's is. like to really That's have fun yeah. at the movies. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. absolutely right. BT Dubs. I picked Lucy for August. Oh. <laughs> what was I wrong? Jeez. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That's it. I, you just forget it, and then you and you taste it again, and you're just like, oh god, that yeah. is what it's fucking about. Mm-hmm. And I think so. it seems like the world had this experience too. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. is it's on track to be the, the highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah, it's it was an underdog that performed that well. Now James Gunn has has a, a ticket to do whatever he wants. I mean, so many That's things great. came out of this that were cool. Yeah. Um, not yeah. to mention how awesome the soundtrack is. Yes. Oh yeah. You know what's not awesome about that movie? You know, it's it's got that cool factor that's just like off the charts and yeah i recommend you know we, we talk on this show a lot about whether re- we recommend things to people mm-hmm. i told several people because friends of mine would say oh i know you saw that i was thinking about taking my son he's nine i don't know if he can i was like well i took my six-year-old and he's fine <laughs> um but um it's so funny henry now will be like if i'm like henry i wonder if you could watch this movie he'll be like are you dad dad come on dad <laughs> but he, no, he said when did he listen to him i said dad i'm the kid who could handle planet of the apes i'm the kid that could handle Guardians of the Galaxy. He just listed all these movies, and I was he's, like, okay. He's but such I love a that he's the guy, kid that can handle. But he that. is that kid. You yeah. Know? But um, it's uh, shame on you for wondering. <laughs> Questioning his. You forgot toughness. how cool your kid was. <laughs> That's so funny, man. 
Well, mine, this is the, this is my strangest one, but it's one that once I thought of it, I was like, you know, given the circumstances, I have to do this. And it will, I, I, you know, my first thought was, is it narcissistic or is it? But no, it's like <laughs> it connects to other things. But, you know, it's um, and it's actually not too far off for last time i think i did something about life itself being something that i was thankful for mm. which it is such a broad thing but it was in the in the context of it, last year my father passed away right. and mm. it had put me in mind of all these other things and it's a little bit like what you're talking about with seeing a movie that makes you feel like a kid again there's a um sometimes something comes to you and you just feel this these feelings you haven't felt in a long time and i want to say as strange as this sounds that i'm thankful for my name oh I'm John Milton Walker III. Um, last year, my dad, John Milton Walker Jr., passed away. Okay. A couple months ago, my grandfather, John Milton Walker Sr., passed away. Mm. So outside of the fact that those two guys died in the wrong order, um, th- you know, I'd always thought being a third was kind of a strange thing and kind mm-hmm. of a silly thing. And it was almost like a joke, like... My family doesn't have money, but the name John Milton Walker III sounds like we should have some money. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't name my son the John the Fourth. My dad even took me aside and said, "Don't, don't name your son John the Fourth. It was a lack of originality uh, on our part. We, we choked and we called yeah. you the third. But you know, the more, I mean, it's strange as it is to say this, like when you're when you're one of a set of three, mm-hmm. and then you're not anymore. You're one of a set of two. And then you're not anymore. And I'm the last. I mean, it's open season. It's like it's John John Milton Walker's. There were three of us, and now we're an endangered species. Mm. Sure. And now when I look at that third on my name, rather than going like, "Ugh, that's so silly," <laughs> I think about these two men who I can actually think about and the impact they had on me, and like the fact that I carry that around. Sure. I mean, it's it's like you know, it's 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 short short of having like. Their name's tattooed on me somewhere or something like that. It's like I carry it around. Absolutely. And it's like something that I'd always thought was just kind of an odd little thing that I never really appreciated before. Now, I don't know. It really, it's something I'm, I mean, proud is a strange way to put it, but I am thankful that I carry that name Absolutely. because because it's, I don't know. I can't think of a better way to say it than just that. I'm thankful that I can have that name and that when I think about that being the third, I think about these two men that I admire so much. And then it makes me think how lucky I am that I've taken so much from them both in terms of, like, they both were musicians. They're both real characters. They both had, you know, like, the, the, the outpouring around them when they passed. It was, they both would have been blown away. Well, my grandfather wouldn't have been surprised at how many people came out for him. My dad was humble. <laughs> <laughs> he would have legitimately been surprised. But my grandfather would have thought it was about right, you know, right, that right. he packed out a, 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 a ceremony. But no, I, it was, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that you sort of take for granted that if, if you ever have yeah. a reason to think about it, yeah. It's kind of a neat thing, and it's like it, it was always kind of neat being one of three, and I just kind of felt like I had the distance, you know, and now that I don't really have the distance, and I would, you know, not only would I love to have those guys back for just a minute, but in a weird way, I kind of already do, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. That's a great choice. That's so, cool, yeah. man. Mine is kind of closely related to this. It's actually love, and I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you why this is such a weird thing. I had a really weird thing happen to me. I was telling a joke. And I did a set, right? And uh, this guy accused me of stealing a joke. Oh, you told me about this. Told, he was you told at me the, the beginning of. This. Okay, so he was at he was at one of the shows. I don't know if he was at the show that you. Do you remember what the joke was? Super racist, dude. So I had this joke. Okay, so the joke was basically that like, um, I don't really understand. I, I'm living in this world, being an open-minded guy. Um, 
I would like to give a seminar for white guys that aren't doing as well as they could do. <laughs> Considering the opportunity that exists, the, 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 the opportunity is a lot more broad, right? Yeah. So there was like a weird joke, kind of an aside I had. This guy said I stole his joke. Now, this guy is super racist. As opposed to a guy that, as opposed to me who has a perspective about this thing. Sure. And a person that legitimately puts, like, his jokes are like, fuck all white people and all this stuff. Which yeah. is super hard to listen to. Mm -hmm. Right? He ruined my open mic wow. that I had. All right. So, this came out that he put this post out. Wow. Now, I had a bunch of people that came up to me and said, um, I don't. So I was like, did anybody see that post? Did anybody hear about that shit? And all of them said, fuck that dude. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make any sense. You're a good person. I realized something really weird while that was happening. Love is a weird thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's my currency. It's what I function off of. Some say I, love is like a river. Yeah, and I like to be as nice to people as I possibly can. Almost to the point where, like, people think it's fake when I first meet them. That's, like, a big thing. Like, when I was at Apple, people would think, like, my energy was weird and fake. But it really just has to do with an enthusiasm that I have about everything, right? Sure. You're, You're a joy boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong this with is being a joy weird, boy. This, I never even thought about it like this, but your love can almost take on another form. Like, like physically, you being present in a place when you aren't present. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Representing you in ways that you never thought it would represent you. And to have these people defend me mm -hmm. and didn't really know me too well mm -hmm. spoke to sort of an energy that you give off. Sure. Yeah. Sort of the same way. Because you know if you were an asshole, people would be sharpening their knives yeah. ready to say, okay, yeah. that guy. Yeah, th this is our chance. Yeah. yeah. And and it's kind of like the idea of, like, if I heard anything about you guys and it was like, well, uh, John... John stole a car and mm -hmm. went out and punched the old lady in the face. I'd be like, no, no. You'd be like, what'd that old lady do? No, because you... What'd she do to deserve it, that? It's, it's the idea that, like, your love, the love that you put into the world, mm -hmm. I didn't fucking realize this, man, will always, always, always reward you in ways that you never thought it would. That's all I mean. Mm -hmm. I, it's nothing I know, heavy I about it's it's it's, it's not it's not about wanting to get it back. It's about it representing you in a way that you know is real. It's like I know that I'm a decent person. I know that I'm a I'm not the best person. I know that I'm a decent person. You're definitely like top three though. Yeah, thank you. I think, I, I and I'm reassured. Coincidentally, the top three best people are in this room. <laughs> yeah, we're the best people. And being reassured that we're the best people through these things that keep happening, mm -hmm. like, is is fucking crazy to me. And it's, well, it's, it's like you're. It's kind of connected to what you were saying about your stand up. It's like you're just working. You're putting in the work. Yeah, which yeah. means you're putting in the exposure. People yeah. are being around you. People are getting to know you. I mean, it happens at a job. It happens yeah. all all the time. You discover that people care about you. Because they know yeah. you and they it's think you're a force of good in the world in some strange way. Right. Yeah, no. It's a strange thing, man. And and it just means that anything that you do is like well, the work, work, it, like I don't know what people believe in. I don't, that doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. But if you put the best energy that you can put out in a day, like, I mean, I don't mean like when you're feeling shitty. And you just say, excuse me, when you go through the door, mm -hmm. that person was having a shitty day. 
you didn't say excuse me to that person, that person would be like, oh, fuck, there's nobody nice in this world. Right. They talk to their girlfriend, you getting on my fucking nerves. Mm-hmm. That person, it's like the, it's like a domino effect. And, and taking the high road sometimes means that you can affect change in the craziest way, in the, the most subtle ways, those subtle things that you think sweeping dust under the under the rug mm-hmm. won't affect anything, and it does. Would you ever see somebody who goes through the world with a lot of kindness and a lot of respect and is always helping people, and you, you it's like, you would almost feel like I'm, I'm belittled by this person, but instead you just feel like, emboldened like you feel good yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean those yeah. people yeah like, i know exactly i mean I, I, I feel like that's kind of connected to what you're talking because i'll see that sometimes and occasionally i'll catch myself doing something for somebody and going oh wow i'm really glad that i decided to do this for them or i'm glad i decided to help in this way because it wasn't that big of a deal yeah and it really was great like it, you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know it's, it's the same it's one it- of those things that people tell you but you don't believe it unless you try is that you know putting out positive energy and being there for people and it's like it really does make life like a hundred times more pleasurable. Yeah. Because you're part of that experience rather than being defensive and rather than kind of hiding out yeah. and trying to protect your feelings and stuff. I think you, if, if you put your vulnerability out there, some people will trample on it, but other people will do amazing things with it. You know? yeah. <laughs> and that fork in the road that comes every time you face something weird, like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily, like, I could be shitty this time. All right, it's excusable. You had a shitty day. But if you go right most of the time, which Mm -hmm. is, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not that hard. And I've been trying to do that more, particularly since I have, like, this thing where I don't want to be who I was when I was younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be an inconsiderate, shitty person. And, and actually, it part of it started more when we had that, like, roundtable discussion about, like, how my actions were affecting the dynamic of oh, the podcast like it kind of got more real for me then i mean it's always something that i've always had but it it's like you you go left and then you realize that it affects people it even it, it just means if somebody's invested in you and you don't show up it's not that they think you're the shittiest person in the world they think man i show up for this person yeah why are they not showing up for me? And that's the difference between thinking, I don't know, that there's some good in the world and being like, man, maybe yeah. everybody isn't a nice person. And if I could affect some positive change through that stuff, then fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I'll try my best. I'll I'll try to be the best version of myself that I can be. And it's not going to be every day, but the fact that I'm considering it is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's also big for you. I mean, and I think we all are in that same boat, but I think it's like you trust yourself that that's, it's trust. It's not only, yes, it's it's trust that I, I trust myself that that's who I'm going to be or that's who I am. Right. And then it's external in the terms of I trust that I can do my part, but that who receives it, I have to trust that it will either, like you said, pay it forward or that it will be, a, at the most simple form, yeah. be appreciated. Yeah. Or at the you very know? least, you will feel better knowing that you did it anyway yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah 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 it's just like i trust that that's just me like what you're saying you're trying to do yeah like you are that person like mm-hmm. look, telling you from the outside you're that guy you're not trying you don't try anything like you, mm, you're nice, just man. that guy that's so really don't nice. don't 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 think you're failing in any way like you're you're that guy and and it's and it is contagious it really is it truly is so 
well done for you. Thanks, I mean, man. if that if that's your goal, you're you're mm-hmm. you're you're killing it. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it, it really is something that we're all we all should be thankful for. I mean, love or you know it's, kindness, it's... generosity, all these things we yeah. should be thankful for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we we I think we have it all. I mean, we mm-hmm. we we among us and and hopefully in our personal lives, and uh, and we should all be thankful for that. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I, no, that's a good point. I just wanted to share that with you guys. No, that's great. No, definitely. Because I don't know, like I. It's it's crazy that I'll be out and I'm like, John and Steve would like this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, the oh, fact totally. that that's that's like that that's real that's real tangible like no, love in a way. Like it's like uh, uh we're like cousins or something. Yeah. Or like brother like yeah. brothers a connectedness. Like, it's, right. it's a connectedness where you you like we might not talk every single day mm-hmm. but the fact that i'm out and i see something or i watch something and i'm like i gotta tell them about this yeah no totally it's something that's well i think it's fun that with you guys i find myself saving like oh well we could talk about this <laughs> or i could shoot an email that's but it's like we're going to sit down and we're going to talk. And it's mm. almost like there are times where I'm like chomping at the bit to sit down with you guys and talk about something. But I do think it's kind of cool that we keep <laughs> this space sort of pure for that because, mm. I, you know, outside of checking into movies on Facebook, I, we often don't know what we, each other has seen. We have a few yeah. little conversations, but I've come, yeah, I've come to really sort of depend on that, both in terms of the pleasure of doing this, but also that in between times you're talking about Ronald. It's definitely something that comes up, you know, yeah. and it's like you guys along with you know, my actual cousins or my friends, people that I'm in touch with, it's like there's those people that just fit into your, that fit real easy yeah. into your life. And it's uh, it's like all good. And you know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah, outside yeah. of yeah. moments of drama, it's yeah. it's all good. And it's like when I saw you, I saw, when I saw you at, at Hampton Fest, Fest. Yeah. and we were just standing there talking mm-hmm. and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. And then I didn't go. Yeah. And we wound up talking for like an hour. Yeah. Just standing in one place. Or yeah. like when we're like, I gotta, I got some sleepy as shit. Mm-hmm. And then we talk for like two hours straight. I fucking love that, Not man. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, mm-hmm. man. So. Likewise. I love you too, Ronald. Yeah. I love you, I love you Steve. A big love fest, guys. Yeah. Love you guys. Big group hug. Now, last time you ended with a grilled cheese, but I guess what we should do wait. is. Wait. Yeah. But wait. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> I do have my thankful food item that I'd like okay. to throw out for 2014. We'll give a shout out to the Hershey Company for finally releasing a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sauce. If you guys are not familiar with this, it's basically the equivalent of a Nutella. Nutella. I saw that. So basically what you do is you basically put like 100 Reese cups in a blender. What? Mix uh. it up and then put it in a container for $4 at the grocery store. Is it good? And give me a spoon. <laughs> get out. And I'm good. Do you eat get, it straight? I eat it straight, right? Get out, Steve. Get out of Jesus my house. Jesus Christ, I saw that. I will gladly get out because I got some Reese cup sauce at home. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the car. Have, well, that would be... Well, oh, damn. It's on the warmer. That's an opportunity, John. Have you put it on anything yet? I honestly have not. <laughs> who needs, who needs to put it on anything? Let's see. Do you put a Reese cup on something? <laughs> no. Besides your hand? Yeah. Right. So your I tongue? would dip my hand in the container if it would fit, but I got a spoon for that. <laughs> yeah. But that's my food item of the year, and I saved it just because I was of, at you know, Walmart and I saw it, and I was like, Aaron was like, Do you think this is good? I was like, uh, I don't like Nutella, but I fucking want to try this. See, I like Nutella. It's not like, it's not the craziest thing to me. Like, people love Nutella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But seriously, to the, to the other person listening to this podcast, <laughs> if you like peanut butter and chocolate and Reese cups, it is like to me. It's like 
a dream come true, but it's also like a nightmare for me to think back like why did this just come out yeah. now yeah i know they've had this in like a lab somewhere locked away Perfect. for many many years right, like, like we're gonna wait till years that they could yeah, brought this we're out. gonna wait till steve is 33 and then realize we're gonna let him have it so does it taste finally... more like the pieces or the cups the cups dude it, it is... tastes more like the cups ronald, oh my jesus ronald, ronald dude and you know not only the peanut butter cup because i don't know how into this you are and obviously i'm a fat kid so this is where i break it down <laughs> reese cup Versus like the Reese's peanut butter egg or the tree or the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. The seasonal things where the ratio of peanut butter to way chocolate is way more favorable for do peanut you, butter. Do you prefer those over the cups? Obviously. Yes, me too. Obviously. I can't. Fuck oh it. Yeah, those can't. are like the peanut butter with just like a little suggestion of chocolate. It's like right a shell of chocolate. Yeah. People yeah. don't understand but guys, when seriously, I'm just, at just find this stuff, Ronald. Okay, fine. Find, find this stuff. I was at Walmart. Immediately when you it. eat it, text me and let me know. <laughs> I, 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 there's no, there's no way in hell I could possibly oversell this because it tastes amazing. <laughs> oh my God. We, I literally drove Lauren and Brian around Hunt Valley to find it one night with a plastic spoon so they could eat it in my car. And they You're did. You're going to make me want to fucking get did. it tomorrow. See, because here's the thing. Anytime they've done this before, they've done some kind of Reese's-based yeah. product, I've been like... This isn't what you're describing. Yeah, it's like a brand. It's the brand that they've slapped on. But you're saying, there. and I'm seeing the the like the 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 zeal in your Dude, eyes. My... <laughs> this is this might be what we've been. This might be what civilization has been building. You know, up even to. how like the peanut butter has that little bit of like grittiness to yeah, it. It has that too. All right, it's let's good. let's send this podcast now and go get a jar and just eat it <laughs> with one spoon. We yeah. can share a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love, baby. It's all love, baby. Uh well, right, well, lots to be thankful yeah, for. Yeah, dude, this is a great year, and lots to look forward to. Yeah. According to the uh, the Reese's, I'm not even talking about movies. I'm talking about Reese's spread. Yeah, Reese's spread, <laughs> dude. Yeah, talking. Yeah, uh, great year. Can't wait for the next one, and hopefully, um, that spread, man. That spread. <laughs> in our that spread flash forward, we all weigh 400 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I won't be thankful for next Thanksgiving is gaining 30 pounds. Yeah, right. 30 <laughs> more pounds. <laughs> God damn it! I have to try it now. I, I wouldn't. Leave, I wouldn't. We think about the Reese's Oreos. Um, Come on. I prefer, I prefer. I prefer just the peanut butter Oreo. See, I haven't had those yet. See, again, I talk about the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. I mean, when you put the Reese's pieces, Reese's peanut butter cup <clears> on the Oreo, you're kind of tipping it towards chocolate town. Mm. Yeah. And I prefer to stay in peanut butterville. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so. God, I'm fat. <laughs> I get it, man. Uh, but yeah, so that that's Schmanksgiving for 2014. That's all I got. Anything else? It sounds guys? like when you say movie, that time like you were gonna say Schmegma, which is Shmegma. gross. Sh that gross. I don't, I don't know if anybody's yeah. thankful for that. <laughs> it probably has no place on this show right now. <laughs> but it found it. Yeah, I'm glad Ronald. you could work Schmegma in. Make <laughs> <Thank> me later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. As always, you've. Made us gay. <laughs> we don't even say While that. making our day. There yes. you go. You've made our day. Thanks, guys. Bye.